Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. We are so thankful you've joined us, and we have a wonderful guest with us joining today. It's going to brighten up Boggy Talk for That's us. That's right. Before we get to that, I want to say hey to James Ross. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Pastor Justin. Good to see yeah, you. Good to see you, I too. missed you this weekend. Uh, happy anniversary to hey, you Hey, great job preaching on Sunday. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I watched online, and man, always, you know, truly, i just give you some compliment here. We're getting real. We're getting real yeah, real quick real. on Boggy get Talk. Real. Uh, January and February and kind of April are Sundays you don't like to take off as a pastor because you have a lot of visitors. Yeah. Um, and, and so you got to have a lot of confidence year. in the person who's preaching. And and I had a lot of confidence in you, man. Oh, so thanks, thank man. you. And hopefully I did not ruin that confidence. Yeah. So. I, I, I do always love, though, that like people don't expect you to be good because you sing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, he can preach. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> people can do more than one thing well. Yeah, it's, it is possible. So, yeah, yeah. Um, not always probable, but possible. So. Yeah. And some who don't don't like contemporary music or like, let's just keep them preaching, you know, and uh, somebody, James, you Take lead the hymns. Guitar out of his hand. That's right. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. They love you, Justin. Everybody oh, loves you. Man. And everybody, everybody loves Miss Estelle. That's oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You look a little scared right now, Miss Estelle. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a little nervous. She said earlier before we started recording and we're trusting, she's very trustworthy. She said either that or gullible. So uh, we are thankful you are here today. And the reason we asked I feel that way about our whole boggy talk audience. You're either very trusting or gullible. We always tell people we can edit whatever they say. Yeah, that's right. We we certainly can. And we certainly do sometimes. So we do. uh, But we have asked Estelle to join us today because we're continuing the conversation about uh, the book of diving off from the book of Galatians and being centered in the gospel and things that take us away from the gospel. The past few weeks, we've actually talked several times and mentioned legalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, James actually put on Facebook, hey, I wanna, I'm quite curious if anybody out there is a recovering legalist or used to be one who's now uh, recovered. And uh, you're one of the people who responded. And uh, so we thank you for responding and agreeing to talk about <laughs> your story, kind of uh, where you were and where you are now and how God has has really um, done a work in your heart to right. get you there. So I chose you. So you're my favorite recovering legalist. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's, oh. there were several, there were several, but yeah. So let's just dive on in and let's, uh, let's start with this. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, maybe even a little bit about life growing up. Okay. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Step up and you got, you got to talk into the microphone. Okay, they want to hear you. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, lived there till I was 15. And then my family uh, parents divorced and we moved to Alabama. So I married and raised my children in Alabama in uh, Anniston, Oxford area. And um, 20, well, almost 20 years ago in September, it'll be 20 years, we moved to Florida. My son was in the Air Force and was about to retire. And uh, so we Pulled up stakes and moved to Florida so we would be with our grandchildren while they were young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's basically it. I've been in church all my life. Um, went to different churches. At first, we went to a Christian church. Um, and that was when I was very young. 
And then later on, we went to a Baptist church. My family, uh, with mother, my mother and father, mm. we went to a Baptist church. And uh, so I've been in the Baptist church ever since. Mm. And um, my husband passed away uh, 13 years ago. Mm. And uh, it was a very, very hard time. We were very close, and it was a hard time. But uh, the Lord's been with me all the way. He's mm. been with me all the way. Mm. And I, I'm just so thankful for where I am today. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. And your kids now are? My kids, Jeff Frisbee and Joylyn Shaner. And uh, I have four grandchildren. Mm. And they all live in this area. Yeah. Mm. My son lives in Niceville and my daughter lives in Crestview. Yeah, mm. that's mm. great. A cool thing, too, is, you know, her family has grown through adoption, through right. foster care and yeah, adoption. Right. And so yeah. it's been cool to have that connection. I remember the ch- parent uh, dedication. You participated oh, in that. Woo, it was hard. My eyes were not dry. So <laughs> I cried every single <laughs> Yeah, so right. How our family yeah, shared. Yeah. yeah. It, is, mm-hmm. it is. Oh, those boys are stinkers, but they're out of <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. And I always think I wish I would have gotten to know your husband. But also, you know, yeah. grateful for when the, the period that God has us in right. your life. So, right. um, well, so you mentioned some of your church background. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say legalism, what word do you think of, or what what things not word what what things come to mind when you say legalism? Well, just uh, having to do certain things to maintain your Christianity. Yeah, I mean. It's you believe I was saved, definitely saved before I got into that. But uh, it, to me, it just means that you you follow a person rather than a, than the Lord. Mm. You follow mm. uh, their directions mm. more than mm. and and being. For instance, let me give you a for instance, for instance, we like for instance, yeah, it helps. <laughs> yeah. For about over. 10 years, I didn't put on a pair of pants. Wow. Mm. I, uh, for clarity, you did wear <laughs> something. <laughs> yes, yes, I wore a skirt or a dress every day. But I worked in a Christian school and um, I was the school secretary for 10 years. And my kids were grow- raised in that school. They, mm. From the beginning, they went to that school and graduated. But, um, it just got to where I was not happy in my religion. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I was saved, but and a lot of it has to do with my personality. Mm. I know that. I realize that. But uh, it was just like you felt judged. Mm. You felt like um, if you didn't toe the line that uh, you were not good enough. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, also, they were totally against the Southern Baptists. Okay, yeah. Because they were co- mm. independent, fundamental independent Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. Good preaching. We had a lot of good preaching. In, um, uh, but it, it was more like uh, get saved and wait for the Lord to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, was not, it was not, you had to do... It's hard to explain. It mm-hmm. really is. But you, you felt like you had to maintain a certain uh, way of life to be sanctified and set mm. apart from the mm. world. Mm. So um, 
that's basically. So, you know, there was standards, if you will, that weren't necessarily in the Bible. Not necessarily bad things. It's fine if somebody thinks, hey, you shouldn't wear pants and they have good reason why, you know, then we're not going to we're not going to debate that right now. I mean, I would win that debate. Well, we're not going to win that. (laughs) We're not going to debate that right now. But um, but not only are these these standards that we think you should follow, but now it's like if you don't follow them, Mm -hmm. You're right. questioning your salvation, basically, you know, well, or I don't know that I ever questioned my salvation, but I had to do more. It was like salvation plus. Right. Oh, that's good. Salvation yeah, that's good. plus. Mm. We had to, um, you know, meet certain standards. And uh, it was like it was almost like that everything was still back in the 1950s, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up into the 90s. It was mm-hmm. that way. So, um it, it's just really and truly the Lord took me. I got out of church, put it that way. Oh, wow. It got to yeah. where I was never good enough, never going to be good enough. Mm. And I, uh, when we moved to Florida, I got out of church. Mm. And I regret that to this day, but mm-hmm. the Lord used it because I visited churches. My husband and I visited churches. And then after he passed away, I would watch... Um, Olive Baptist Church on Sunday, mm-hmm. TV every mm-hmm. Sunday. And uh, I, you know, I knew I was saved, but I think the Lord took that time period in my life as a, a reset mm-hmm. button. And I got into the word on my own. And it wasn't what my parents taught me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what the church taught me. It wasn't what a certain preacher taught me. Mm-hmm. It was my own. I was part of, I was, had a relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. And I didn't. I don't feel like now that I have to uh, do anything more than be saved. So I and I want to come back to that and how the Lord, you know, the work He did in you. But just kind of to go back to, um, you know, and and you reference this particular denomination, and, and I do know that denomination often drifts this way. But there's others as well. You know, something I've noticed is not only is it that there's these standards, you know, that are created and now enforced, but also there tends to be a, a um, you said I think judgmental, but a looking down upon those who don't do things the way we do things, right. And um, very much. And I became a part of that. I look back now and think, well, you were just a Pharisee. Mm, mm. And uh, it's so much more freedom now. You know? Yeah, it's hard to believe that about you, you know, to see that about <laughs> yeah. you. Well, I, I want to ask, like, how did how did you get there? You know, is this something that was kind of a theme in your home growing up, you know, mm-hmm. or was it in and, and then, you know, and how did it get to the point where you were, you know, ready to just be out of it. Mm-hmm. How did, how, what were the influences that got you there? Yeah. Like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, <clears throat> I'm old. <laughs> so I grew nah. up in the fifties and sixties and you know, that was a way of life back then. I can remember my father, you didn't dance, you didn't wear shorts, you didn't, you know, we wore pants, but you know, it was just a lot of do's and don'ts mm-hmm. that uh, we grew up in. But that was the time at that time. That mm-hmm. was the fifties and the sixties. So. There's a lot of, peripheral culture issues going to on too. And people were just kind of scared of the direction of the world. So I think that strengthened some of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't alive, but you know, (laughs) I've heard. (laughs) Right. No, you weren't alive because my children were, (laughs) they're older than you, but um, it was just a, a way of life to begin with. And then 
But the churches we were in as I was young really didn't have that. Is mm-hmm. that after my husband and I married, we got into a church. Mm-hmm. It was a good church. But uh, and then we changed churches when I took the job at the Christian school. Mm-hmm. And that's when it really became an issue mm-hmm. with me that I was trying to be more what uh, the preacher and man wanted me to mm-hmm. be and didn't realize. I mean, I knew about the love of God, but it, I didn't. It's just, you know, I felt like I had to do more. Mm-hmm. I had to just um, do what I, everybody else did. Mm-hmm. So you, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you mentioned too, that there was judgment and there was the standard. How did you feel that? I mean, did people say things to you? How did that, how, or was it just a general sense of this is what we do? How did, how did the judgment come across and happen? It, it was mostly just a sense of this is what we do. But, you know, in discussion with people and talking with people and, you know, even even the, the pastor and the leaders of the church, it was, uh, well, more judgmental. It was mm-hmm. more that uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't always a topic of conversation, but it was understood. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. People that didn't live like that were not right with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing, you know. And obviously, I say this with a great humility, you know, and trembling, really, is the preaching will impact the culture, you know. And so you might preach the essentials of the gospel. But then if you're at, you said Salvation Plus, if you're adding this to it, uh, one of my mentors says, it's not just what you teach, it's what you emphasize that sticks with people. And so I might say, hey, the gospel, but then if I'm always emphasizing, and we should be doing this, and we should be doing this, and we should be doing this, you know, it starts to really stick. Yeah. And, you know, so you you said something I kind of, and if you, you feel free to share how much and how much you don't want to share, but it was almost like you were trying to win the affirmation of the pastor, win the affirmation of maybe some of the leaders? Possibly, yes. Uh, part of that was part of it. Uh, that was to fit in with the group. Yeah, you know? right. That, that was part of it. But then it became a um, standard that I upheld. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 like I said, it. I look back on it now and, and it's totally different than how I feel mm-hmm. now. Again, you share what you want. Any impact on your children from growing up in this? I do believe so. I believe my son is not in church in his family, and I believe that uh, that caused a lot of that. I mm. regret that now because I think that it became too hard for him. Also. Mm. Mm. And when you want to get out of church because you don't feel up to being a perfect person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we can't. That's right. <laughs> no way. That, and I just felt like I, you know, I should have recognized that. And but uh, they're good people. But my son is not in church. Mm. You know, my daughter has gotten back into church since she adopted the boys. So um, I just still praying for all. Yeah, them. right. Well, I do want to ask more about her journey out, but did you have any more questions? Yeah, about- I was going to say, you know, I went in first grade, I went to a, a school, a Christian school that sounds like the school you taught yeah. or worked at. Yeah. Could I, be. You were from Atlanta area, so it could right. be the well, same school. Is, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Together. okay. Oh, yeah. You uh, moved at 15. Okay. I yeah. mean, I think 
you know, this is an example. And we did that because of like where my birthday was. My mom was ready for me to start school and I couldn't start in public school because my birthday was too oh, late. Right. So she's like, you're going to school. <laughs> um, and I got I got written up. I got a pink slip uh, for wearing camouflage pants. Oh, yeah. And it said and they, they're like, Christians don't wear camouflage. Right. Like, you know, I'm like, and this is in the South. I mean, wow. Um, wow. That was kind of funny, like me wearing camouflage too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both of those things but, are strange. But I think that's a great example of like, it's just a, why we, I mean, there's, there probably is some crazy association, you know, like You're why, right. what's going on. And I think those are the things, those are the standards and, you know, whether it's, you know, women have to wear mm-hmm. a skirt or you have to dress a certain way, but it also, gets into like you have to act a certain way you have to only listen to certain types of music and then and then it becomes not just you don't just you can't just listen to secular music you cannot listen to that but now these are only these are the only approved christian people you can listen to and we only listen to these artists we only read these authors um because and really it just creates this vacuum you know this insulated you know chamber and And you mentioned the um the music, uh, I think that's one thing that got uh, to the kids most because every year at the school, they had to sign a document saying that they would not listen to anything else, any oh, rock wow. music. or And they Man. had um, evangelists that would come in, and that's all they would preach on is the... the uh, Sex, drugs, horrors. and rock and roll, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the musical uh, The that, horrors yeah. of the rock and roll music, and you know, kids, they're going to push. And that was one thing that my son really pushed. He, when he was on his own, he listened to, even though he'd signed the paper, you know? Yeah. So kids are going to push their boundaries. And, and like you said, also about the dress, they, uh, they couldn't wear shirts with any sayings on them, you know, no, no, whether it was good or bad, they just didn't have any sayings Mm -hmm. on the shirt. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it was in the King James, they couldn't, they couldn't have a, So, <laughs> well, yeah, and I, you know, the CD thing, it's so funny, you know, that I remember I started going to church when I was a teenager and people would burn all their CDs, you know, yeah. in the summer. Yeah. And I wonder how many of you did that and then bought the same CDs back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm curious. That. Yeah. So now you just have Apple music. You can listen to all the, all the green day stuff you didn't get to listen to back then. But, um, we'll talk about your, your journey. You said, you know, you moved, it was kind of almost like this clean break out of it. Stop right. going to church. Right. Why don't you kind of talk about what the Lord was doing in that time and then how you know you avoided because some just yeah. run away from god and church altogether because of those experiences right. how did you not do that i can tell you the holy spirit was in my life and i'm thankful that god was always there um i would visit churches and my daughter can tell you this i would go into a church and sit there in tears just rolling because I knew I needed to be in church. Mm, I mm. knew I, I was not growing. I was going backwards. And um, the Lord just impressed it on me so much. And then after my husband died, we quit even visiting churches. Mm. I quit visiting churches. We, uh, uh, I don't know what drew me to this church. It was right before you came. But I had been here before. And, and then I decided I lived here in Niceville. And I decided to come and uh, visit here, try this church again, you know. And the first Sunday that I came in, somebody turned around and spoke to me, and uh, it was Betty Willingham. Mm -hmm. And she just was so friendly, and she uh, invited me to Sunday school Mm -hmm. that day. 
So I went with her to Sunday school. And then that very week, uh, Jean Wright called me and said, there is a class that you might be comfortable in because it's mostly widows and your age group and, and older. And uh, so I came back and I came to Sunday school three months before I ever considered joining the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I was actually in the same uh, get to know Bayshore, whatever you call that. I'm sorry. Uh as you. Oh, really? Oh, that was yeah. such a blur. I don't remember anybody who was there. I left yeah. early. I do remember that. Right. <laughs> I had to go coach basketball. <laughs> I remember that, too. I thought, well, he's the preacher. <laughs> he's going to know what's going on. Anyway. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> now, maybe. but <laughs> Yeah. But the time that I was out of church, um, like I said, the Holy Spirit, that's how I know I was saved. The Holy Spirit was nudging me and nudging me until... Mm. I was so uncomfortable. And then uh, I went to Israel. And that was a turning point because it made it so real. It made Jesus more real. It made uh, the Christian life more mm -hmm. real. And so when I came back, I met a um, husband and wife on our tour group. That, uh, he pastored a church in Fort Walton Beach. And I went to their church for a while. But... Uh, just settled in in this church because it, it was growing and uh, that was right before Pastor McGee left and uh, and I've been here ever since and mm -hmm. I love it here. I drive mm -hmm. from Crestview. I live in Crestview now, so mm -hmm. it's worth it to me. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you see the Lord? You talked about, you know, owning your own faith, studying the word for yourself. Kind of how is the Lord growing you in your appreciation for the gospel? Well, that has a lot to do with the preaching that I hear now, because <laughs> I, uh, I, like I said, it was always get saved and come to church and wait for the Lord to come back. In fact, <laughs> one time when I said that's so true. I mean, yeah. you're saying that I'm like, I've yes, yeah. I've heard that. So yeah. <laughs> my my son, I'm gonna one quote time you on that when one, he was Estelle. about eight years old, said. Uh, he was his school was about to start back, and he said, "I wish the Lord would come back before school started." <laughs> that's how. That's Woo, yeah, was, yeah, right? that yeah. We, we look for the skies every day, and you should. I yeah, right. That, but you got to do something. <laughs> like on yeah, and that's what I've learned from from your preaching and uh, the everyday live sent everyday. Um, just live like a Christian and go to church and help people, try to disciple people, try to teach people, uh, try to help people in the community, mm -hmm. something every day. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. I feel like. That's, that's good. I think, you know, what you're, you're describing, too, is that outward like way we live. And the outward way we live is, is the result of what we're experiencing inwardly. Mm -hmm. So I'd like, how, how do you feel differently now than you did then? You know, so much peace, so much peace. Um, I was trying to do everything within my own flesh. And that's, you know, that's not possible. Mm. And I have to give you credit, too, because one of my favorite songs now is Yet Not I, But Christ mm. in Me. Oh, and I have to mm. quote my quote that to myself. <laughs> that's a good. Lot uh -huh. Because yeah. I still have the tendency to want to say, well, you know, 
I do this and I do that. And, and I don't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. So I end up saying that, yeah, not I, but Christ through me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yes. That's gospel, good. The gospel is good. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what I appreciate about the music. It's all gospel. It's all the truth. It's no, um, you know, it, it just has a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll just say a couple of things, you know, people out there listening, I think that, you know, you're talking about a, a, a somewhat extreme group, you know, in terms of legalistic approaches that a lot of people at our church probably, you know, are like, yeah, they're legalist. But but there is a tendency in all of us, you know, who, who feel like. Uh, we're doing something with our life who, who look at others whose life is more messy to, to say these things are what make me right with God. You know, right. th- there is that tendency. And, you know, Paul says, you know, far be it for me to boast anything except the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, I think we have to really question, I'm saying this, you know, in a couple of weeks, like wherever our boasting is in, whatever our boasting is in is indicative of what we worship, you know? And so I think that's something we all have to wear, be aware of yet, yet not I, but Christ within me. And, um, there is a peace that comes from that. Now it's, there's a lot of, I don't want to use this word, but there's a lot of probably ambiguity to life, you know, because there's just, God doesn't spell out. This is what I put on every day, you know, and all this stuff like, but, but there's a peace in the midst of, of all that. And there's such a freedom, freedom. You know, it's like, if I, if I choose this or choose this, I mean, if one sin, that's different, but you know, (laughs) yeah, don't do that. one doesn't make me not right with God, you know, like he's with, he's right with me mm-hmm. in both yes, of those choices right. and there's freedom and he's teaching me. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's cool. His grace in your life. And we'll hear a testimony this upcoming Sunday, you know, or in a couple Sundays in our service, just even through that journey, how you felt the Lord, right. you know, like I always mm-hmm. felt the Lord always had. And that's another verse. I can't quote you the exact verse or the reference, but it talks about we're sealed by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until redemption. And, mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that every day, Hebrews, Mm -hmm. I feel that every day that uh, I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't always listen like I should, but I try. Mm -hmm. I'm more aware of it now that uh, it's me and God, you know, together. Mm -hmm. That's That's good. And you're, you're leading a Bible study, right? You started a Bible study for yeah, some... In, in my apartment. Uh, Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah. that's we amazing. Once a month, every, the second uh, Sunday of every month. We've been doing it about four months now, mm-hmm. I think. And I have regulars. I won't yeah. more, but I have regulars that come in every every month. Isn't that cool? It's mm-hmm. just a good time of fellowship. And we've really got to settle down on a study. I sent, told one of them the other day, this is more of a... Bible lesson than it is a study because we've got to get together and get books and yeah. something we can dive in yeah. together with. So. But trying to be yeah. live sent right mm-hmm. there. I think yeah. that's right. awesome. So People around you. Very yeah. good. That was another Holy Spirit thing. Uh, we had a lady that came in and did a Bible lesson study with us on one Sunday and she couldn't come back. So uh, they said they were interested. So my hand went up. I can do it. <laughs> I'll, I can lead it, you know, so that yeah. that's where we are since I believe September. Hmm. Hey, what advice do you have? Sorry, we got a game, but what advice do you have for maybe some of our population of the church who are in a similar demographic to you that, you know, have a hard time with some of the change that's happened? What would you, what would be your advice? Because you can say it and I, <laughs> I don't have, I'll just right. quote I, you. I would just say and 
Justin, it's mostly the music. <laughs> of course. But, uh, we I, talked I about that. I love Pastor James. <laughs> I love you too, but, but you know. It, I just, but that guitar. <laughs> I, it's the drums. Oh, okay. I, uh, anyway, I hear, you know, it's, it's talked about that my th- words to, to them at the time is just listen to the words. Mm. Just listen to the words, uh, because that's what it's about. Mm. Mm. And mm. I love music mm. in the 11 o'clock service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she comes to uh, one that's of our right. contemporaries. It's growing. I know. It's exciting. There was like five of you back in the day, and now it's growing. <laughs> I know. I told somebody the other day, all three of the services. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. It is. So. God's good. Yeah, well, I got a game for you guys, but anything else, Justin? I think you know. that's great. I think you've, yeah, what a beautiful story, and I'm thankful for how God has, I would say, delivered you, you know, yeah. really. I, you know, right. like, not You're that right. you weren't saved, like you said, but like, but that He's really freed you. Mm, that's from, a good word. From right. the bondage. I think that's, the, I we just too. are so easily ensnared. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're out there and you have questions about this kind of stuff and maybe you're wrestling through something from your childhood or, or recently, like we'd love to talk with you and, you know, navigate uh, through that and show you show you the word. Maybe you could spend coffee with Miss Estelle. That would yeah. be sure. that would be your treat. Not, I'm not saying you need to buy it, but you can buy it. But um, it would be your blessing. That's right. With her. That's right. Oh, OK. Right. So what, what you got? So so uh, I don't think you're old enough to be my grandma, but you do just have that grandma. Uh, the essence to you. So uh, this uh, is a series of questions that apparently most grandmas know these things and say these things. I want to see Justin, who's more of a grandma, (laughs) Justin or Estelle? You got some grandma tendencies to you. There's some grandma essence. Taking care of people. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So you both make treats at Christmas, probably. (laughs) So, all right. So I don't know hardly any of these, just so you know. So according to grandma, if you tickle the feet of a baby, you will cause it to do what when it grows up? I have no clue. Tickle the Go ball. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) All right. What, according to grandma, should you cover up during thunderstorms? I don't know that one. uh, The toilet. I have no idea. Your ears. (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's uh, milk. Oh. I don't know why. These are not wives. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Okay. Why would you cover milk? Grandma always said that if you tread on a certain object, you will get tetanus. What is the object? A nail. Rusty nail. nail. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You guys should know that. Yeah. Okay. Grandma always warned me that I would get a cold if I went outside in the cold weather with which part of me wet? My hair. Hair. Oh, okay. Good job. (laughs) I heard that one. You get a cold. Okay. Uh, oh, can't ask that one. <laughs> Grandma says that. Oh, goodness. Uh, Grandma needs to go to church. Yeah, yeah. She's not a legalist, that's for sure. Grandma always told me you can tell what sort of a husband a man will make if you look at the way he treats his blank. Yeah, yeah good job. Mm-hmm. Good job. And that's right. true. Uh, good job. Yeah. I wonder what my mom thinks. <laughs> uh, Grandma always hung a piece of seaweed beside the door. She said you could predict what from looking at it. 
the weather, weather the, the uh, humidity. Know. Yeah, yeah. How, why is I've that? Never, I've never heard that. The weather, I mean, yeah. Hydrates. Okay. I, no, I, I don't know. It gets crispy. I don't know. <laughs> where are they getting seaweed from, too? I know. Yeah. Like, where is this Oklahoma? I mean, I mean, where are they getting seaweed from? Okay. Um, when planning your gardening chores, Grandma always said you should plant what at the dark of the moon? I don't know. Potatoes. Really? Yeah. I, I was told guess. I just was you like, what do you plant your potatoes at night? I don't know. Mm. Because I, I'm trying to think of a clever reason why you would do that, but I'm sure Grandma had one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Grandma always said you should never let a cat lie on a baby's head because it would do what? Smother yeah. okay. it. Yep. Yeah. Suffocate. Yeah. Suffocate. Yeah. Wow. Still the baby's breath. Yeah. That's right. That's You're pretty good. You're pretty good. That, was, good. A, in the, and that yeah. was the whole theme of the um, in Lady and the Tramp, right? <laughs> we are si the Siamese cats. They were going to kill the kill, baby. Yeah. Because yeah, they were jealous. They were going to go smother it. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma wrote that movie. Can you, can you name a song by Justin Bieber? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can Google ooh, it. Ooh, I got a question. When you first felt liberated to listen to rock and roll music oh, again, yeah. what was the first artist you listened to? Oh, I don't remember that. It was just kind of pop easy. Okay. No hard metal. You didn't when you were doing that, was there somebody you were like, man, I wish I could listen to this right now? <laughs> Did you ever get in trouble? Did you, did, ever, did you ever listen to someone and say, you can't listen to that? No, but my children did. <laughs> <laughs> like you get, know all the 80s songs. You've got like the classic rock station playing in the car, and then your friend from church gets in. You're like, oh, oh sorry, that yeah. must have been. Uh, no, somebody my, must have pressed that button. My yeah. kids, my daughter got in the car with me one day. She said, I can't believe you're listening to this. Oh, <laughs> so goodness. Buddy, my, grandma, my grandma used to call it devil music. Devil say, music, turn that yeah. devil music off. <laughs> My grandma, she listened to Conway Twitty. I remember that all the time in the car. Yeah. So they, she did not really go to church. So I think oh, yeah. Conway Twitty was fair game. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't name a Conway Twitty song. I don't know. I think that's country music, isn't it? It's like country rock. My husband was very much into country, but I'm not. I'm really not. Will you like rap? No. <laughs> I, I, I was going to be surprised. I, if you said I was no. too. I have, I have heard some things that... You know, have good words. Yeah, very I'm good. Not wild about the the beats. beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mm -hmm. the way it comes, you know, is presented. But it's got good <laughs> words. I like it. No, yeah. I like that. I'm with you. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you you test pass the test of being a pretty good grandma. And Justin was a pretty good hey, grandma yeah, too. Good grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I just love my grandmas. Let's love stories. Hey, yeah, that's right. I love my grandmas. I listen to them. Uh, yeah. So, hey, we do thank you yes, for joining us yes. today, sharing your story. We're thankful for God's faithfulness. And, hey, if you resonate with, uh, like James said earlier, if you resonate with some of what she shared, uh, reach out and we can connect you. You guys I can get together, uh, swap stories, encourage each other, study the Bible together. Uh, and if, you had, if you're wrestling even with some of the things you maybe think, I, I might be a legalist or I might be recovering from this. We want to hear from you uh, really just to help and encourage you along the way. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in this time. And we look forward to uh you tune that, in next thou, thou shalt watch <laughs> boggy that, talk yeah. next week a real christians <laughs> watches boggy talk thanks for listening to boggy talk we are so glad you joined in the conversation go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat